Hello, and thank you for joining When the Picture Isn't Perfect podcast. Life never is perfect, but it can be beautiful in every situation. God can take our challenges and turn them into a beautiful picture. So when our picture isn't perfect, let's focus on the one who is. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Megan. Our lives are not perfect. Things go wrong. Bad things happen. But with God's help, we are making our masterpieces. Hi, welcome back to the When the Picture Isn't Perfect podcast. I'm Megan, and today we are finishing up our series on Ruth and talking about how Ruth's life, though not perfect, was a beautiful masterpiece thanks to her faith in God. We are getting into chapter four today, so if you have not listened to the last three episodes, please pause, go back, and listen, because we are going to jump right in. So in chapter four, we are going to start reading in verse one. Now Boaz had gone up to the gate and sat down there, and behold, the Redeemer of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, Turn aside, friend, sit down here. And he turned and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here. So they sat down. Okay, so the the gate of the city is where the Jewish men conducted their business. And remember the night before was the night that he was on the threshing floor and Ruth came and asked him to be their redeemer asked him to marry Ruth and he wanted to give the closer relative the chance to redeem them first because that was the law of Moses he was being a wonderful man of his word and following the law so he gathers he sits down the gate and he also gathers witnesses so they all sat down verse 3 then he said to the redeemer Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, is selling the parcel of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. So I thought I would tell you of it and say, Buy it in the presence of those sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not, tell me that I may know, for there is no one besides you to redeem it, and I come after you. And he the relative said, I will redeem it. Uh-oh. Then Boaz says, The day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you will also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the widow of the dead, in order to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance. So remember back in Deut- when in the first episode, we were talking about Deuteronomy chapter 25. So in verse 5 and 6, it's talking about when the husband's brother or relative um, takes the widow as his wife, performs the duties of a husband to her. The first son whom she bears will succeed the name of the dead brother, the, the dead husband. So his name will not be blotted out of Israel. So think of this from this close relative's standpoint. 
He's willing to buy the land. No problem. However, the problem came when he found out that he would also have to marry Ruth. Now, we're not told the exact reason he said no. Some commentators believe that it was because Ruth was not a Jew. She was a Moabite. And some commentators believe that it was because he learned, when he learned of um, having to marry Ruth, he realized he would not have his own name passed on for himself by his oldest son. Maybe that was his hesitation. Whatever the reason, he quickly backtracked when he found this out. Okay? In verse 6, Then the Redeemer said, Oh, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I impair my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now, this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm a transaction, the one drew off his sandal and gave it to the other. And this was the manner of attesting in Israel. So when the Redeemer said to Boaz, buy it for yourself, he drew off his sandal. Then Boaz said to the elders and all the people, remember he gathered everyone there, you are witnesses this day that I have bought from the hand of Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Chilion and Malon. Also Ruth the Moabite, the widow of Malon, I have bought to be my wife, to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brothers and from the gate of his native place. You are witnesses this day. Then all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your house, like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel. May you act worthily in Ephrathah and be renowned in Bethlehem. And may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring that the Lord will give you by this young woman. Boaz did not look at this situation selfishly. He was so eager to become Ruth's husband. And now, thousands of years later, we don't know the name of this closer relative. But guess what? Boaz, he's in the lineage of Christ. What a special blessing for Boaz and for Ruth. There are so many parallels with Ruth's relationship to Boaz and our relationship to Christ. I want to think about this from our perspective because our lives aren't always perfect. But guess what? We have a Boaz. We have someone who didn't care what our past looked like. We had someone who didn't care that our picture was perfect. Let's think about this. First of all, Boaz took note of Ruth's character. He didn't see her background. He didn't think about the fact that she was a foreigner. Think of how Christ sees us. 
He doesn't look at our circumstances that were poor or foreign. He judges us by our hearts and by our actions, which is exactly what Boaz um, noticed about Ruth. And then think of the interactions Jesus had when he walked on the earth. When he walked on the earth. Remember he in John 1, he greeted Nathaniel. He said, behold, an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And then think of how he talked to the woman at the well in John 4. He knew everything about her, her background. He knew her lifestyle. He knew the sin she was living in. And the fact that she was a Samaritan, Jewish men would want nothing to do with her. But Jesus saw her heart. And he also knew how great her faith was going to be. And how many people she would bring to him. That's how he sees me. What good thing that I did I do that made Jesus want to die for me? Romans 5 verse 6 says, For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man one would dare to die. But God demonstrates his love, own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ didn't look at my sinful choices and decide, hmm, she's not good enough for me. Nope. You know what he did do, though? Hebrews 12, verse 2, my favorite passage. It's talking about, it says who, G- who talking about Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus looked at me and considered it to be joy to spend eternity with me, despite my faults. Think of how Boa saw Ruth, despite her background, despite her um, that she came with nothing, had nothing to offer him. He was excited to be able to live the rest of his life with her. That's how God sees us. God has the most valid reason to not want anything to do with us because we have chosen to sin against him. Isaiah 59.2 But your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Sin separates me from him. He could have chosen to stay separated from me forever. But how grateful should we be? Because we are seen and we are loved and we have our Redeemer. When we read the rest of the book of Ruth, we see a beautiful ending to a beautiful story. So I want to end with a happy ending. Chapter 4, verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And he went into her, and the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Then the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a Redeemer, and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life, and a nourisher of your old age. 
For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her lap and became his nurse. And the women of the neighborhood gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. The rest of it, the book, talks about the genealogy of David. And if we go to Matthew chapter 1, we see that that becomes the genealogy of Christ. Wow. What an imperfect life that God turned into a masterpiece. Thank you so much for taking the time to study the book of Ruth. I hope that it brought you the same joy to read through that it brought me and the hope that God can make our imperfect lives a beautiful masterpiece. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.